Welcome back to A Push for Understanding. This is Degler section 10.1, um, as well as the notes for, or sorry, as well as the theme for the entire section. And Degler 10.1 really dives into why are people immigrating to America and why do people keep immigrating to America? And so <clears throat> um, I guess to start out with uh, Degler 10, as a whole, the theme for the chapter is that America is viewed as this land of opportunity, of wealth, of equality. Although, I mean, early 1900 or early 20th century is not exactly the most um, equal part of American history. Uh, but it seems this land of opportunity and equality, uh, given the perspective of European history, um, and so because of this image of America, people are immigrating to America, and this produces kind of a unique cultural identity and a social hierarchy in America where there really isn't a social hierarchy based on immigration. Um, and people, you know, with so many people being immigrants coming to America, um, there's not much of a prejudice or um, outcasting of people who are immigrants. And so uh, Degler 10.1 uh, dives into the two types of immigration. It tackles um, it tack it tackles old and new immigration. Old immigration refers to kind of the northwest or yeah northwestern part of Europe. You have like England, France, Germany, uh, Scandinavia, like Norway and Sweden, um, and the lowland countries like um, Netherlands and Belgium. These are all um, pretty similar countries to the United States. Most of the or England, France, and um, Scandinavia all colonized parts of the um, like parts of North America and parts of the United States. Um, and and I, even the lowlands, the Netherlands colonized um, kind of the New York area. So all of these countries kind of colonized America. They have pretty similar uh, geographies and politics and views. They're all monarchies. Um, and generally speaking, all of these people are able to uh, somewhat assimilate into American culture easier than other immigrants have been able to um, historically. And most of them don't face a lot of prejudice, although they they do face prejudice. They don't face as much prejudice as, say, the Chinese Americans faced with uh, the Chinese Exclusion Act. Uh, so that that was old immigration. New immigration refers to um, the newer pe the newer immigrants coming to America, and these are mainly from um, the southern and eastern parts of Europe, like Italy, Greece, Poland, Russia, and pretty much all Slavic um, people, which is basically Eastern Europe and the Balkans and the Baltics, um, and also Jews are coming to America. And these people, uh, basically from the newer uh, these newer immigrants um, are coming because of religious and economic troubles brought on uh, kind of throughout the entire European history. Uh, Europe is a very dangerous place to be. Uh, there's a lot of wars. There's, uh, I mean, the Napoleonic Wars at this point have been, well, they've been over for a year at this point, or a uh, hundred years at this point, sorry. Um, but you have the Crimean War. You have kind of the brewings of World War One and just general chaos, political struggle, struggle, and there's a lot of political tension, especially in countries like the Ottoman Empire and Austria-Hungary and Russia, who have vastly different ethnic um, cultures and identities throughout their 
uh, countries, and so those countries eventually are going to break up. Um, but that creates a lot of divide in those countries and a lot of political chaos and cultural chaos in that country. And so they'd like to escape to a country that is uh, more accepting of many cultures, and so they turn to the United States, who just so happens to be, again, kind of this land of opportunity uh, for immigrants to come and rise their way up. And so because of kind of this economic tension in uh, the old immigrants' countries and the religious tension, especially with uh, the Jews, um, and just the general cultural tension between cultures of the new countries, millions of people are immigrating each year to the United States. Um, typically, it was a, a few thousand uh, beforehand, but now millions are immigrating. And this is not due really for uh, due to like American affairs. America is not really like advertising to these immigrants to come, uh, like America did kind of in the nineteen sixties and nineteen seventies to um, uh, Asian immigrants coming to America. Um, this is more due to European affairs turning them away, the wars, the famines, the disease, the uh, political turmoil, and just this idea of the United States being this bastion of democracy and uh, capitalism with laissez-faire economics being more present and basically being allowed to do what, I mean, not whatever you want, but more than what you would be able to do in Europe uh, with the monarchies and dictatorships and general authoritarianism. Um, and so this is, this leads to most immigrants being peasants uh, from mainly Russia, but, you know, Eastern Europe is mainly comprised of peasants, um, or I guess in Russia, the uh, serfs. And this leads to most America, or most immigrants coming to America being quite poor, and so America's kind of having to take on this debt of, um, you know, poor immigrants coming to America, uh, and that's mainly seen throughout the political machine uh, in our cities like New York and Boston. Um, another reason people are coming back home, or people are coming to America, is that letters are being sent back home, and spreading this idea of love in America, um, and kind of this love of American life and the country. Um, many people write about, like, American equality, American freedoms, excuse me, and uh, this idea of social mobility in the United States, which is not um, very prominent in Europe at the time. And uh, I think specifically I point out that um, a letter bragged about uh, the tools and technology that was better and more fair, uh, more affordable in America than it was in Norway. So America is not only, not, not only in America are you getting better ideas like democracy and capitalism and social mobility, but you're also getting better technology and better, and you're exposed to better uh, living conditions than you are in Europe. With, again, the United States being more isolationist, uh, so um, they're not going to war very often, and so money can be invested back into the economy and back into the American people, and not invested, mainly as we see today, frankly, uh, into foreign affairs and building up our military. And so people who left America are kind of spreading these ideas and news of America back to people. Um, and these people are also bringing with them ideas of democracy and worth ethic, 
and um, women are becoming more equal and they're working harder uh, in countries. So basically, people who are leaving America, um, for whatever reason, they leave America, but they continue to carry with them this idea of American democracy, the Puritan work ethic, and women are working harder um, and are more equal. So even though people are leaving America, uh, some immigrants are leaving America, they're still carrying with them these ideas and values of America. And so America is able to kind of spread its foreign policy influence with its soft power. Um, and soft power is basically being able to get countries to do what you, what you want without threatening them, basically having allies. And this leads to America having a better foreign policy outlook in the rest of the world. Um, you're much less likely to hold a negative view of a country if you were there, if you lived there, and if they uh, provided opportunity to you. And so this means that foreign policy is guided uh, in other countries with a positive view of America. And so because a lot of these American or a lot of these immigrants are coming to America, these American ideas and values are spreading out uh, to Europe and other ethnic groups, basically leading to a lot of ethnic groups uh, throughout Europe um, and the old world and even the new world to some extent, um, being more accepting of American ideas and values. And we've kind of seen that, you know, well, uh, America declares itself the arsenal of democracy uh, right before World War II. Um, but even at this point, America is the arsenal of democracy. America, even though might not be directly invested in overturning these monarchs and dictatorships of other countries, by holding, by having such a positive image of itself and by having so many people coming to America, um, America's gaining influence not only with Americans inside it, but with people who are outside of it and see America and see the, the positivity that is spread throughout America. And so this leads to a more democratic world, frankly, a more democratic world um, where democracy will eventually be uh, mainly, uh, mainly the dominant political system that people pick their leaders with. Um, unfortunately, in modern flipping, fascism is on the rise. America, uh, for the first time, I believe, and well, for the first time ever in 2021, America was put, uh, was listed as a backsliding democracy, which is not great. Um, but, you know, sticking back to history, um, America has become kind of this arsenal of democracy as they coined the phrase uh, before World War II, like I said. And so America is able to influence a lot of these countries just by having just by having a positive view of them throughout the world and throughout the country. So I believe that's all I'd like to say, and I hope you learned something new, and I hope you come back for the next podcast. Bye.